Well, welcome back to another episode of Say Yes to Travel, where we have been talking to travel industry professionals around the world in regards to what they've been doing over the past year and um, more so what we can expect moving forward. And I'm very excited uh, for today because we have a really interesting guest. Um, it's Jacob Wedderborn Day, who is the CEO and co-founder of Stasher. Stasher is a travel tech startup that connects travelers looking to store luggage with shops and hotels providing storage space. Um, but I won't go into all the details. We will let uh, Jacob go into all of that. So um, without further ado, Jacob, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you for having me, Sarah. It's exciting <laughs> to be here. Yeah, it's great. So for an introduction, could you share a bit about your background and um, about Stasher? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, as you can probably tell from the accent, I'm, uh, I'm based over in London, um, grew up here and I've been running Stasher for about five years now. Uh, the easiest way to explain what it does, although you've given a fine description, is to kind of give you the origin story, which is uh, I co-founded it with one of my best mates from uni. We always used to talk about wanting to go into business together without really necessarily having the idea first. Um, the idea for Stasher came about kind of as a bit of a happy accident because he used to live really centrally in London between like two of the busiest stations, Kings Cross and Euston. Um, and he often had people saying, oh, do you mind if I leave something with you? Can I store some stuff with you? And one time he cracked a joke about like, you know, charging people for doing this. And we were like, <laughs> hang on a second. This is actually, you know, there's something in this. Storage in cities is a genuine problem. And if you remember at the time, I, it's still the case, but Airbnb at that point in time was kind of, it had gone from like this interesting idea to like kind of household name and everyone was starting to do it. And that was kind of creating an even bigger opportunity in the space. And so kind of for fun really just to like sort of cut our teeth in entrepreneurship we made this website where people could book storage initially it was just in our flats the whole model evolved and now we don't really do that anymore but it's uh, we do use hotels and businesses and places that have storage space and they can provide better security and it's also mm -hmm. it's a great way to generate ancillary revenue for those kind of businesses as well so yeah that's how stash was born it started in the uk five years ago we live in over 250 cities worldwide, um, or at least we were pre-COVID, and that number is kind of getting back there again. We did have some like shut down inevitably. I can talk about that in a bit, but uh, yeah, no, all good. Yeah, no, well, it's great, and it's you know, for me, it makes so much sense just being a former concierge and working in hotels and being in the lobby and seeing guests firsthand, travelers firsthand always trying to figure out, okay, well, what am I gonna do with my luggage? Or I've checked out, or or maybe even exploring different you know, storage options because they're going away for a couple days and then they need to come back. So all of that is just, it, I've seen that firsthand as being such a need in the space, um, which you don't need me to tell you. Obviously, you know that you guys are onto um, a real deal uh, you know, idea here, but, would love to hear from you. How How is Stasher changing the world of storage space? Well, I think you've kind of hit the nail on the head. And I think it's one of the things I find almost the most flattering is when people say, man, I wish I'd thought of that because it, 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 there's a kind of simplicity to the idea, which I think in some ways makes it great. Like it's, it's, it's not reinventing anything. And it's, it's, it's taking that kind of sharing economy model that we've seen work so well with like taxis and with, uh, with rental, um, but it's really just making use of space that exists already 
um, I mean, in many ways, that was a blessing for us last year because, you know, we could have been stuck with like leases and rents and, and all these complications around having to manage lots of storage space. And, and in actual fact, we didn't have to worry about any of that. We had, you know, we had all these partners who, who, who basically they use us to kind of generate that ancillary revenue and make those assets work for them. And um, therefore for us, it's, it's just a really asset like platform model. And I think, yeah, I think, I think what's exciting about it, what I've always loved about Stasher is just how scalable it is. I think yeah. we noticed that when we first kind of expanded out of London, even we're like, Oh wow, we just launched like Manchester in the UK as well. And then it was like, we were going across Europe and then, uh, and those were the days we had like fun trips all around America and Australia, just like signing places up. And um, yeah, well, I'm looking forward to being able to do more of that in person, hopefully <laughs> later this year or next year. No, of course, of course. Well, and I mean, I just, I really can't stress enough. I mean, and again, this is all, all everything that you know, but I mean, like for those that are listening and just being that person there on the ground, literally this number of people that we're always asking to store things. And this is just in a hotel, so not even other businesses. And how that you're able, like as you're saying, the shared economy, giving these businesses another way of, whether it is a revenue stream, et cetera, but like basically maximizing kind of what they're already offering. So um, I, I, really, I really do love what you guys are doing. So, um, okay, you did mention this a little bit, obviously getting, excited about getting back out there lastly naturally over the past year um it's been a challenge for the travel industry so how has that worked for you and your business did it work to your advantage or what changes did you end up doing yeah i can't, I can't lie it was it was a really tough year actually because i think we kind of got a little bit hit on both sides in respect of because it's a marketplace and we're bringing these like shops and hotels on the one hand mm -hmm. and then these tourists on the other hand and <laughs> Obviously, no one was really traveling. Tourism, it's, it goes without saying, took a major hit. And then at the same time, I think a lot of our shops and hotels uh, in different places at different times had to close because of lockdowns. And so we, I mean, we kept the website alive and we kept it running. Um, but it definitely, yeah, it, it really dropped uh, fractions of what it was before. Um, now, I think, I mean, I shouldn't... I should say, I mean, we, we have definitely been lucky in respect of we're a small team. We've got great people working for us. And we were quite lucky with some of the support that the governments threw out in terms of in the UK, we had this furlough scheme that meant that we could keep everyone employed. And mm -hmm. so we haven't suffered terribly in that respect. We're in a really good position to rebuild. It's just really been a case of patience. Um, so for a while, we invested in just kind of, you know, the kind of things that tech startups do like technical debt and just kind yeah. of making sure the platform was in as good a place as possible. We've done a lot of relationship building with travel businesses in terms of like for the future planning for when travel comes back. I think mm -hmm. everyone has kind of experienced that same, yeah. I guess, frustration around like, you know, just waiting, right? Like uh, it would be, it'd be great. Like, or it would have been great to have sort of more clarity about when that's happening. But I, I you know, I appreciate the situation we're in, but I think this year, that optimism is coming back in a big way. And that's really exciting. Like, you know, everyone we talk to now, people were signing up to the platform again. We're seeing that real kind of optimism about sort of, if not 2021, then at least 2022. And that's, exactly. that's good to see. No, exactly. And, you know, you did the best, you did the most, um, 
you, you made the most out of the situation. You know, it's like obviously that's to, in the marketplace. Yeah. That I, yeah, of course. And so it's like, but as a tech company, the good thing is it's like there's always something to work on. So <laughs> you could be working on something in the back end and ride the wave of travel that we all know is coming back. So it's, I'm excited for you as well. Thank you. Yeah. Um, there's, so there's another, there's another piece to that, actually, something yeah. else we've done. And actually, I, I know you're going to ask me about sustainability. Um, so we have uh, something else we've been working on that's kind of relevant to that, which is to say, uh, last, I, if, if you cast your mind back to like March, there was that initial period of chaos and confusion that first month where people were like, oh my God, what's going on? And then things kind of settled into that lockdown routine. And we got ticking along with all the stuff we needed to do at Stasha. And the summer seemed a little bit promising, but then obviously the second waves were coming around and we saw that and we felt that sense of sort of doom. So, uh, well, which actually now brings me to my next question. So thank you for, for bringing that up. Um, how do you view the role of sustainability in the recovery of travel? Because that's really my, I mean, like you're talking about this, obviously you've created this additional mm. platform um, and we are looking at, you know, travel recovering. So how do you see that, whether it's the relationship or, or just the importance of sustainability moving forward? It's a really interesting challenge because I think uh, I've become so much more aware of this space. It's, it's something I always cared about, but I think it was something I actually relatively didn't know that much about until we launched TruePoints. And at the same time, I think it's very tempting from the sustainability angle to be like, you know, travel is a luxury, but mm -hmm. I don't believe that because uh, from all my experience in travel, I think it's, it's almost like an innate human need to travel, to explore, to, to have those experiences as well. And I think it's, it's a really key challenge for us as a global society to kind of find ways of doing travel more sustainably and, and, and making that work. Cause I think, I don't think it's a solution that works for everyone to just like cut travel out. I think, I mean, too many people depend on it for their livelihoods, but also I think it's just too important. So the biggest challenge by far, and I, I, I've picked this up in our research that we've done for tree points is, is specifically around aviation because actually sort of per person in terms of impact, it's really flying that sort of causes the most damage in terms of emissions. So if there are ways of, I, I, it, my mind goes to the fact that the sort of obvious thing to do there is to sort of find ways of traveling more efficiently. I mean, I know, for example, around the US or around Europe, you can get like trains and, and again, it's, it's not a perfect solution, but there's definitely, that's definitely something to explore. I really significantly hope that the technology gets to the stage where we can just fly more green, greenly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, it's, it's, it's really, really important. I think it's definitely, it's not like a sort of temporary trend. It's, it's something that's only going to grow in significance, especially as more young people come of age and become consumers. They're certainly going to vote in terms of purchasing with completely places that align with sustainability so completely i mean and and i agree with you wholeheartedly i mean that's the whole thing is like it is it is certainly more of a um, concern of mm. of younger generations is that being that being mindful and and if anything um i think even more generations probably like in the past year where we were all forced to sort of like 
take our foot off the gas, so to speak, mm. and pause and reflect and be like, okay, well, what are we doing? What, like, what impact are our decisions making, whether it is when we travel, whether it's with, you know, um, just all the decisions that we end up making and then businesses as well. Absolutely. I mean, I'm based normally in Los Angeles. And I mean, that was like the big thing. It's like, oh my gosh, look how clean and clear the skies are because <laughs> nobody was out and about, you know? And but that wasn't just in, in that city. It was cities around the world that people were talking yeah. about. Oh, this, this pause, this sort of reset, let us look at travel in a different way. So, I mean, I think you're spot on that this is certainly, it had been on people's minds, but now it's, I think, on top of mind for so many more people. Absolutely. It gave us something kind of visible, right? It, it gave us like a sort of glimpse of like, this is, this is where we can get to. Um, oh, yeah. And... Yeah, I remember the kangaroos in Australia was the example I always think of for like cities yes. kind of rewilding almost like <laughs> there's some really cool examples of that. Exactly. Oh, I remember those too. Um, so would love to, to hear, I mean, I know we've talked about a little, a little bit about sustainability. Um, there's even this element of, you know, again, with like the storage space and, and, mm. um, and all of that trend. But like, as far as just like, like if we would kind of like go a little bit of a wider scope here. What changes are you seeing um, from your side as far as like travelers' preferences? Um, are you seeing, or maybe changes that might be happening in the travel industry that we can expect or anticipate moving forward? And uh, what kind of time horizon are you thinking? Like, oh, I mean, I would share like whatever's top of mind, like whether if you're talking about like maybe in the next year and mm. then maybe like in the next five years, I don't know. What, I know that's a broad question, but it's, it's kind of like- know, happy to happy to give it a go. It's uh, I think it depends massively, um, especially on how the next year goes. I'm yeah. sure uh, this isn't a particularly original answer, but something we've been predicting for a while. And I think is playing out this year is just the, the rise of domestic travel staycations, people mm -hmm. sort of keeping relatively close to home. I think a lot of that is, somewhat going to be driven by politics like i i think the yeah. biggest single factor in people's travel decisions at least from where i'm sitting in the uk is just what the government kind of I, the uk government has its like red list yes, <laughs> like I know. if you go here you're gonna have to quarantine and all, 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 all this stuff and that's that's the single biggest factor by far and i think that will drive a lot of people to holiday more locally stay kind of within the bounds of the country or or, or at least sort of within europe um I'm sure that also means that people are building up a real sort of thirst for adventure. And so yes. once we kind of hit that point where, where the sort of the rules seem to have cleared up and, uh, and you have that kind of relative freedom again, mm -hmm. I, well, maybe I'm projecting, maybe this is just how I feel, <laughs> but I'm sure there'll be tons of people who are keen to get like far away and, and really go explore and, um, yeah, I, they talked about, uh, they had that phrase I loved, like revenge travel. Yes, <laughs> like, <laughs> right, exactly. No, I mean, so. and, and it's true. And, and certainly, you know, obviously you've got a different lens being in the UK. Um, is, it feels very different there than you certainly in the, in the US. And, and I even just traveled domestically and I was just in the airport yesterday and it's like, we, what, this is a zoo. Where did everywhere is everybody coming from? <laughs> so, I mean, it's very much the, the appetite is out there. And, um, but it, again, obviously a lot of it is going to be driven more by, you know, whether it's the regulations or, mm. or that sort of, that sort of thing, but without a doubt, you know, it is, it's coming back in a big way and it'll just be as far as like how quickly or, or the specifics will just be, you know, the nuances will be fine tuned by 
I guess, the parameters in which we can play in, for, for lack sure. of a better way of saying it. No, that's, that's completely true. <laughs> so um, we'd love to just kind of like bring this back to, to you and Stasher. So um, obviously, as much as a challenge the pandemic has been, it's also allowed for new projects to develop. And I know that mm-hmm. you kind of, you mentioned a bit um, as far as what you guys have developed in, in the world of sustainability. But what are, you know, for those that are maybe Stasher's finally like coming on their radar, um, mm. anything new that you are working on with Stasher that people can maybe anticipate, um, whether it's the next coming months? I think, I mean, to be honest with Stasher, our main um, drive has always been just expansion in terms of yeah. we always want to offer the best locations in the most convenient places at the best prices. And mm-hmm. it's funny because actually this year was quite interesting because it was like, as you said, I mean, we, we, we launched Three Points, our sustainability startup, and that was that was completely separate and, and, mm-hmm. and a complete sort of innovation. And actually we were looking back and with Stasher, it's funny because I know a lot of companies, they talk about going through pivots and they talk about innovation and we've we've basically had the same product for <laughs> the whole time and it's just been like you know the product has evolved in terms of we've always optimized the website and made it more yeah, efficient but the the fundamentals of stasher have always been the same and the way to grow it has always been very clearly just like we need to keep expanding and launch more cities and just be present in more places and um again i suppose that just kind of speaks to the simplicity of it but that's uh, that's really what we need to do so we're really just trying to keep on top of like where you know travel indicators where people are moving around more and trying to be present there um we've done a lot recently trying to expand around north america we're mm-hmm. looking hopefully to launch mexico um oh, in, in in not long which is something we we it was like on our radar to do like literally last year just before COVID hit so it got yeah. pushed back um and similarly yeah we've been We've been doing a lot in Australia in the last few months, um, just in terms of that's that's been somewhere where there's been a lot of domestic trouble already. So, yeah, more of the same, really, just trying to keep on top of where people where people need us. But that's great because it just shows. I mean, it it's such a it's there's a need in the marketplace for it. You know, so there's, mm. there's a need for it and it's a simple idea. And quite frankly, the simplest ideas are the ones that skyrocket because it's not, it's not cumbersome. It's like, no, this is what we need and this is our solution for it. Exactly. And it's, and it's um, helping both the providers as well as um, definitely teed up. Uh, and it just is, it's just people getting back out there because there's certainly a need for it for sure. So, uh, you know, before we quickly wrap up, um, I hear that uh, you're going to be, you know, joining the team here at MarketScale for a roundtable. Uh, you yes. excited about that? Any, any thoughts on that? <laughs> uh, no, I'm really looking forward to that. It's always, it, it looks like they've assembled a really good group, actually. Um, and I think, yeah, no, thanks. Thanks to Zach for setting me up with all this. So yeah. I, I do appreciate it. Of course. No, it's definitely going to be a great conversation. That's, uh, that's a Monday, right? Uh, yes, I believe so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so it's the, it'll, it'll be great. It'll, oh, and it's always interesting to have all the different people with their different perspectives uh, kind mm. of speaking a little bit more because um, you can learn so much about it as well as, you know, share a little bit of your insights as well. Mm. No, absolutely. No, I can't wait. Yeah, perfect. Well, um, want to thank you so much for joining us today. We, I personally, I'm so excited to start using your services as I'm going to be traveling around. But I mean, more so, I'm just excited to see what you're you're doing for the industry because it has certainly this. There's been a gap here, and you are mm. um, you bridging that gap. So very excited to see Stasher grow, and also you know Two Points as well. So um, thank you. For those that are tuning in, where can they find out more information um, about Stasher uh, and where can they connect with you? 
Uh, yeah, of course. Um, so stasher.com um, or we have apps on, uh, on both app stores. So you can check out plenty about us there. Um, also, we're on all the main social networks, so you can follow us there too. TruePoint's the same. Uh, the website is truepoints.green. Uh, the best place to reach me, because I'm actually, I'm a little bit useless personally on social media, apart from LinkedIn. So uh, if, you, if you add me on LinkedIn, I'll definitely reply. But, Perfect. Uh, yeah. Perfect. And LinkedIn is definitely where it's happening. So we'll make sure that we have uh, all the details for that. Um, but this has been incredible. Jacob, thank you so much for joining us today. And, um, and for everybody Sarah. that's tuning in from home, uh, be sure to check out Stasher, uh, connect with Jacob, and, um, and continue to stay tuned as we talk to other industries in, or other professionals in the industry and um, how we continue to say yes to travel. 